In Father Teresa's Wine Cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show. Murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism, discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. Alright, welcome to the wine cellar. Uh, we have news, we have comments, we're going to do some stuff. Uh, I don't think we have a theme of the night yet, but you know, we'll figure it out. We're tangential, that's just what the fuck we do. Um, but to start off with, I wanted to cover this particular story. This is on NBCnews.com, and I wanted to cover it because I haven't really seen it getting much traction. Today's what, like the 17th, I think? The, 16th? The 18th is 18th. almost over. 18th. Uh, yeah, it was actually from a couple days ago, and I haven't seen it getting much traction at all, even in lefty circles, so I wanted to talk about it because important shit. Um, a man in New York was arrested because he wanted to start a racial civil war. Seems like something that maybe we should be talking about. These fucking white domestic terrorists. All right. Um, a New York man who officials say aimed to carry out a racial civil war was arrested with a second man after they bought guns without serial numbers from undercover agents, according to documents filed in federal court on Wednesday. The men... Joseph Minor, age 29, and Daniel, uh, hmm, J-O-U, how would you say that? Jow? Jew? Joe? J-O-U? Jew? No, Joe. Joe? The fuck? I don't know, it's just fucking The fuck do they, what do they look like? Uh, I don't know. They don't have their pit. They don't have the mug shots up yet. Right now, now I'm now I'm thinking like them. Like, well, what race is he? That's how <laughs> I'll classify this person. Well, let's see. Uh, let me just Google his name and see the arrest. Um, do they have mug shots up? Uh, uh Doctor Mo's in the comments section and oh, said, okay. um, uh, think he might be white. Uh, uh, confirmed. He looks white based on his picture. Like, I would not peg this to be a person of color of any sort. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, it's, that's a Hutchinson. A Hutchinson? No, his name is Joe. Um, <clears throat> scroll back up if I'm article. Right. So, Joseph Minor, 29, and Daniel Joe, age 40. Like, you're a grown-ass adult, and this is what the fuck you're doing. You're trying to start a civil war. Really? All right. Um, so the men from who are from Queens purchased handguns and shotguns that had cleaned off serial numbers, according to documents filed in New York's Eastern District Court. Miner also bought a ghost AR with a silencer, an assault-style rifle uh, assembled from parts without identifying without identifying markings, the documents say. The pair were arrested last Tuesday night. The men who appeared in court via teleconference, ha, corona, <laughs> uh, they appeared in tele via teleconference Wednesday. They now face charges of illegal possession of firearms, according to the U.S. Uh, Attorney's Office. Um, I mean, yeah, technically they did have illegal firearms, but you think they would charge them for 
more than that because they were trying to start a civil war like domestic terrorism or something maybe the fuck all right so court records did not list lawyers for them and it wasn't clear if they entered a plea during their arraignment wednesday investigators were alerted to minor after seeing posts on instagram from last year in which he appraised an attack on a synagogue in muncie new york uh, and posted photos of himself giving a nazi salute i'm glad they're fucking telling on themselves that's all i can say about that Uh, He also allegedly, quote, fantasized about martyring himself in a blaze of glory. Well, you made it far, kid. In another social media post, Miner said he wanted assault weapons and other guns for boogaloo purposes. Have you been hearing that term a lot lately? I've been seeing it a lot lately. Boogaloo? No, I don't know. But Twitter's more active. Yes. Uh, So boogaloo is like... um, they're like sort of like an offshoot of like the white nationalists, like three percenters and, you know, like those type of people. But they want to start a, a race war. So they don't just want to like have a white um, ethno state. They want to like go through the process of having a really violent civil war first. And then, you know, whatever. I guess they get to be the fucking heroes or whatever. Um, so he said he wanted boog- uh, guns for boogaloo purposes, uh, according to court documents. Uh, officials say earlier this year, Miner bought body, body armor emblazoned with Nazi symbols and a tactical helmet. Because you should be able to buy that type of shit online, really. Uh, during a meeting Tuesday with an undercover agent in Queens, Miner and Joe bought the cleaned-off guns as well as a Colt assault rifle with a silencer, more than 200 rounds of ammunition, uh, and high-capacity magazines. So yeah, I just wanted to cover that to be like, hey, just so everyone knows what the fuck is going on, because... um. It's really not getting a lot of traction, and I feel like maybe that one should be, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what else do we have going on here? I have so many tabs. I have so many choices. Um, I need the McDonald's theme that... Da-da-da-da-da. I'm loving it. A woman uh, in Oklahoma City has shot up a McDonald's. Why the fuck not? Um, Police have identified a single suspect, Gloricia Woody, uh, who was forced out of the restaurant by employees. Reports say Woody re-entered the restaurant and punched an employee who sustained a head head injury, and Woody then fired three rounds from a handgun inside the restaurant. One employee was hit in the arm, another employee was hit with shrapnel in the neck, and a third employee was hit with shrapnel in the side. All three employees were taken to a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Woody was found a few blocks south of the McDonald's and then taken into custody. Two of the employees uh, of a McDonald's in southwest Oklahoma... Oh, wait, is this the same? That's fucking weird. All right. So halfway through the story, they have another paragraph that sounds like the intro paragraph. Two employees of McDonald's in southwest Oklahoma City were shot and two were injured Wednesday evening, according to police. Police say a woman became upset when she learned the dining room was closed for coronavirus precautions. Police say the woman refused to leave and then a physical altercation ensued. Police say the woman left the restaurant but then returned with a gun and fired three rounds inside. Police at the scene also said a female employee was assaulted by the suspect and sustained injuries from hitting her head on dining room furniture. Out of the four employees who were injured, three were taken to a hospital, but all are expected to be okay. So, yeah, that's what the fuck is going on there. People just shooting up places because they can't fucking get a McDouble, which is... A Big Mac is not that serious, people. It's really not. I'm just saying. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Damn sinuses. Um, 
Oh, were you yeah. gonna? Oh. oh no, I'm just check checking things. Okay. Yeah, now, now there's more things to check. There are more things to check. Yeah. yeah, sorry for the awkward silence. I had like a uh, some sinus issues there for a second. <laughs> um, and then I have an update. Um. About the Tyreek Hudson murder case. <clears throat> I had, I thought I had, I thought I had. Aha. Uh-huh. So this is um, <clears throat> an old article. This is on the Baltimore Sun. This is actually from 2019. So this is last year. Um, and this is just a little bit about the case. I'm not going to read the whole article. Um, but they are talking about the man uh, who killed uh, Mr. Hudson. Right. And so neighbors would notice him muttering to himself and searching of the dumpster. He carried a ring of keys on his hip and would curse angrily if he fumbled for one. His front door was often cracked open so he could spy out to look at neighbors. But nobody saw what was coming next because he was a white man and got all the benefits of the doubt. So James Verombeck, Verombeck, age 53, blasted a shotgun into the chest of a young software engineer who lived upstairs. Verombeck, who is a grounds worker for Anne Arundel County Schools, because this is the type of guy you want working for the school district. And Anne Arundel, remember the... Um, yes, the rapist cop story. Yes, from, mm-hmm. uh, for Amy Brown Cruz and, um, and the cop Christian. Yep. Yeah, so we already have, like, a bad uh, sort of, like, view of Anne Arundel County. But, yeah, so apparently the guy who was weird uh, works for the school district, because that's fucking fine. Um, At a bail hearing, uh, pretrial services said he suffered from schizophrenia, uh, despite him giving a confession. Yes. Um, But still, questions haunt these neighbors. They gathered Thursday afternoon and wondered what the awful fate brought these two together. A 22-year-old engineering whiz recruited... Uh, from to work for Northrop Grumman and a 53-year-old maintenance worker with a history of threats. Now, see, a history of threats, cussing out the neighbors, like, peeking out his door to spy on people, but nobody, like, felt a need to report anything. That's that fucking white privilege shit, because that's fucking creepy behavior. I would report somebody if I lived in an apartment building and they behaved like that. Just saying. I'd fucking report them. That's why I hate apartments. It's <laughs> a very legitimate but reason. And also, you can report them, but then the pigs will show up and just be like, "Oh, that's my cousin." Right, exactly. He all crack. Just give him some scratch tickets and beef jerky. He's Oof. all crack. Oof. Um, and then they have a lot about um, Tyreek, um, which I'm not going to read it all because it's one of those like it's an article, but it's also like here's like a whole ten paragraphs about this person's life story. And how they went to college, and I think I'm mostly skipping it because it's irritating me because it's, like, striking me as being a little too respectable. Of like, oh, he went to college, and he was really good, and got a great job, and had his own apartment, and young black man, making it in the world. And I just yeah, I really fucking, hate that, that fucking that framing. I just hate that framing. Yeah, like, that, that's the thing. Like, so many fucking, um, uh, you know, good liberals, oh, good Democrat liberals, if I would have got hit by the pigs before my mid-twenties, yeah. then it just would have been fucking, oh, rapper that had homophobic punchlines got what he had coming. Yeah, pretty much. Piece of shit, super predator. Yep. Right? Yeah, if I, if I would have been one day before starting the podcast, yeah. Yep. Right. No, now I matter. Well, you're respectable now. Yeah, look at the fucking sweater. But then I tell, oh, but I got it at Goodwill. Oh, fuck, he doesn't matter oh, again. Fuck this guy, uh, man. He's fucking poor. He got his sweater at the Goodwills. Mm-hmm. But now what is interesting in this article as it goes on, uh, they talk about Ann Salter, who is Verombeck's ex-wife, 
because as is usual with a lot of these men, before they actually go out and kill someone, they have a history of uh, domestic violence against like female partners or women in their family, right? So Ann Salter uh, says that she was scared for her life after she left her marriage with Brombeck. Uh, what the? Brombeck. She said they met at a party in 2006. He seemed sweet, and they married later that year. But then everything changed. She says, quote, as soon as we got married, it was like night and day. It was like I was the enemy, and he was coming for me. She had two children from a previous relationship. Uh, when her son left the faucet running in the bathroom, she said Verombeck erupted. His punishments didn't fit the crime. He would get mad and not talk, but look at you like he wanted to kill you. Hey, even using the word crime. Yeah. Crime? Really? Oh, yeah, that faucet. You know. I got felonious faucets. Yes. Uh, the outburst escalated, though they never became violent. Sometimes he would be silent for hours. Salter said she felt intimidated. I didn't want my kids growing up feeling like they were walking on eggshells, so she filed for divorce after a year and a half, but he asked her to go to marriage counseling. Only later, she found that he was on dating websites, and even though he begged her to continue counseling, she called it off. Uh, An Anne Arundel judge granted their divorce in March of 2010, but he continued driving past her house. Salter said she would often spot him in her rearview mirror. He would follow her to work in her children's daycare. Uh, Worried, she headed for a police station. She said, I thought he was going to kill me in front of my kids. A county judge granted her a protective order, but Verombeck violated it right away. It was May 2010 when a warrant was issued for his arrest. Let me just run that back. So they got divorced officially in March, and by May, he was violating the restraining order. Yeah. All right. Um, Salter felt the protective order saved her life and her children. She told the court she didn't want him jailed. Really? After all that? Fuck, man. Uh, He promised to stay away. Months went by, then years. Uh, But in February, when Tyreek Hudson was taking out the trash, he noticed someone watching him about 10 a.m. on February 16th. Uh, Hudson would describe the encounter in his own request for court protection. When he stepped in the hallway, Verombeck was waiting. You knew this day was coming, Verombeck told him. You knew what you did. Hudson said to the judge, I didn't... Right, yeah, it's just a white man in the hallway saying you knew this day was coming. Nigga, what the fuck? This nigga watching too many fucking... I know what you did last summer. (laughs) Quit watching movies, white man. Uh, uh, He says Verombeck drew his thumb across his neck, making a death gesture. Uh, Moments afterward, he called 911. Even that, I'm visualizing this shit as you're saying it. Yeah. So they're saying these fucking cheesy late 90s movie lines. Yeah. And then doing the finger across the neck thing. Yes. This is that Warner Brothers motherfucker. Fuck that. Bury that nigga in a Bugs Bunny costume. Fuck Uh, that. The same day Tyreek... Oh, wait. Damn it. It's... our. Well, bye, YouTube. You're going to get deleted. (laughs) Um, The same day Tyreek Hudson filled up papers for a peace order, three days later he walked into a Glen Burnie courtroom for a hearing. The judge was Debbie Patterson Russell, who two months earlier had left a a bench in Baltimore. Uh, Why are there so many extra details? Did we cover Debbie Patterson Russell's name, too? I don't think so. Fuck, that sounds familiar. That sounds really... Yeah, and... um, uh, just uh, dancing it back um, about 10 minutes, uh, looking at um, Dr. Moe in the comments section from a previous story, uh, pointed out someone's age, 29, mm-hmm. and said uh, everyone wants to pretend it's just boomers who are racist, white supremacist. Yep. Shaking my damn head. Yep. As opposed to my darn head. Well, you know. 
What the fuck? Oh, James Brownback. Okay. Um, sorry, I had to scroll back up to find something because there's a sentence in here that doesn't make sense, but scrolling back up didn't help me. All right. Um, let's see. Where did it go? Um, okay, so... Um, Hudson recounted their tense meeting in the apartment hallway. The judge asked what started this friction. Hudson said, I'm trying to figure it out. This was our first encounter. Um, Verombeck said, Your Honor, I found out he was taping me in my home. He put a hidden camera in my apartment. Why the fuck would... And what? No, what? All right. So the guy who... this And then mind you, this is the guy who killed Hudson said he put a hidden camera in my home. What? All right. Um, the judge said, how you know he was watching you? And Verombeck said he would know because he could hear Hudson walking above him in the apartment. Yes, you can sometimes hear the footsteps of the person who lives above you in an apartment. I'm not going to, I've been so caught up in engineering. I don't really know the story. Oh. Like, I'll be playing back the, is this a a white man killed a black man? It's a racist murder? Yeah. So this is, this is not the lynching story. No, this is a different one. Uh, before or after? Before, this is from last year. Holy, oh, and but like, But this is like an update of the, a, oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said, I'm in my apartment, I put on an adult DVD and I hear him walk across the living room. Did he just what? say adult DVD? Yes, he did. He just had to put that detail in there? He did. Like, now we have to know that. We have to know like, that. Like, after, after you walked in the room and shook everyone's hand. Uh, Actually, no, it's coronial times. It is coronial times. Verombeck said that he tested this over and over again. The footsteps would return every time he started the video as if the person above were watching it too. What? So if people walk around while you're watching porn, that means they have a hidden camera in your house and they're watching you too? What are you watching that you're ashamed of? Actually, see, but that's me getting all in your business. How about society stop doing whatever it is you're doing. And you have a straw. I know. I know. Yeah, I, for people who aren't watching video, I just spilled my drink on myself. Okay. Um, so Russell sounded confused, but Verombeck went on. He'll get up from his chair and start walking down the hallway. He's watching me. And the judge said, but you've never seen your uh, this video camera? And Verombeck said no. And the judge said, you just kind of infer this because he moves around the apartment? And Verombeck said yes. So, in his request for a peace order, which is like a restraining order, Hudson said he sought protection from stalking, harassment, and threats of violence. Um, the But the judge said this uh, requires a pattern of behavior, not a single encounter. Wait, why does he just... Then watch your pornography with your headphones on. <laughs> And you can hear funny shit too when you do that. You can hear them like, yes. uh, uh, "We got we got too much of your leg in the shot." Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Like that should be in there sometimes. It's fucking hilarious. Use your headphones, you fucking dork. Uh, and so um, she shot, shot, sought to assure Verombeck that what, about what was happening upstairs. Hudson was simply walking around. You're not recording him, are you? She asked Hudson. Hudson replied, "No." Um, in two months. Hudson would be gunned down in a stairwell before two witnesses. And then there was a 10-hour standoff in which police would burst through the walls into Verombeck's apartment, arrest him, and charge him with murder. But in court, Russell had been denied his restraining order. So, 
Yeah, so uh, so this is, right, so the white guy who's creepy, he's known to be creepy, he was stalking his ex-wife, Yeah, and then he's randomly came up to a neighbor and said, I know what you're doing, you knew this day would come, does the finger across the neck thing. I know what you did last summer, I know what you did last virus. And then the judge says, yeah, you don't need a restraining order, and then two months later, the dude gets shot in the chest with a gun, uh, shotgun. Huh, you know what? Because, you remember SARS? Wasn't that, like, a, a certain, like, uh, mutation of the coronavirus? Uh, yeah. Back in 2003? <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, someone could say that line to me, because, like, during the SARS times, I was out there battling rappers who didn't have it coming, being mean, hurting feelings, dissing yeah, MCs yeah. that didn't need to be dissed. I could see someone saying, I know what you did last virus, and then doing the throat thing at me. Really? And yeah, folks, uh, folks with the Facebook Live video, I do have a uh, separate camera set up for Facebook Live to get a different angle, which kind of puts it on the dark side of my face. By that meaning, um, there is no light on that side of the room. And uh, but I wanted to uh, make sure that I trigger some misogynist with the Harley Quinn poster <laughs> up in the background, because mm-hmm. holy shit, like misogynist, like uh, one thing I'm noticing. In particular, and because I had 11 days off work, I had time cuz, was um when I would see an advertisement saying like, oh, you can get the Harley Quinn movie on DVD or the Blu-ray, the comment section was mostly men looking pretty much over 30. Yeah. All talking about how much you just can't stand a movie. And then they even, like, they try to make their misogyny sound nuanced. It's like... I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, maybe it's something wrong with the whole genre. Really? So you all of a sudden don't like none of these fucking comic book films? <laughs> you goofy looking prick? Yep. No. And, um, and, and Dr. Mo, I could feel the energy coming off the screen. Said, yes, 11 days. Yay. And uh, when we say Dr. Mo in the comment section, that is a uh, real uh, general practitioner that has been on the program. Um, telling us what nots and what have you said. Yes. I need to eat more fruit. Yes, and something. I think I'm supposed to get um, uh, colonoscopized. Oh yeah, you are supposed to get a colonoscopy. Yes. Yeah, pretty soon. Yes. When do they do that? I think forty is the. Why is it that? See, that's that. That's that white man shit. See, because like everything be framed around the class-privileged white man. <clears throat> well, I think that's actually before white men are supposed to get one. Like, black men are supposed to get one sooner because black men are more likely to have prostate cancer than white men. Oh, but there the fuck you go. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, see? And then, but, like, what? what is midlife crisis? Absolutely has to be 40? Really? Exactly that number? Yes. I mean, Jesus Christ, what, what, what is that for, like, um, like famous entertainers that fucking peak at 27? Was their midlife crisis 31? Yes. Matter of fact, basically, just follow Eminem's timeline. This is a more realistic <laughs> white man midlife crisis. Uh, Mo Loco said, uh, wait, 40 if, 40 if risks, 50 if no risks. And Dr. Mo said, uh, black men need to be more careful with bowel cancer. Yes. Ah, so I should be eating more broccoli. Probably. And probably get a prostate exam when you're 40. When I'm 40? Yes. All right. Or as if, if we go to Michigan, as soon as we land in Michigan, just 
kind of run up in a doctor's office and be like, I don't know what you planned on doing today. <laughs> you could also do that. But, uh... Yeah, you might have to transfer your health insurance and shit over, too. Maybe. Nah, that's fucking whack. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, man, just... Let me just go in the doctor's office, just get in there, do a little deep sea diving. You can do it before we leave. I got piranhas and stuff in there. It's fucking wild. Piranhas in there? Yes, I do. It's my ass. I can have piranhas in my ass. No. All right. All right, folks. Phoenix Toledo is problematic. Yes. And is piranha shaming. Yes, I am piranha shaming. And, oh, Dr. Mo said uh, ways to prevent bowel cancer. uh, Yes. To the prostate exam, it's not that bad. Hell, I, you know, I, I think um, I think that that stuff tends to be homophobic men. Yeah, which is a great deal of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where it's just like, I mean, I picked my nose earlier today at some point. I know <laughs> it. I mean, it's not like I remember, but guaranteed, because I'm almost forty, and that's just something that's never stopped. Yeah. Right. First time I picked my nose, then I remember I was three, and my biological sister was like, "Ew," and I was like, "Yeah, but it's not in there anymore." Oh my god! I've cleared out the situation, so I can pick my nose for damn near four decades, uh-huh. but I can't get a fucking licensed, educated professional to I... go rooting around in my bung tunnel. I think that men are actually like, I mean, it is the homophobia, but I think they're also like scared because. There is the prostate there, and like there, I think a lot of men are afraid they're going to get sexually aroused, because I mean that kind of is the male G spot, you know. Well, fine, that's just that's extra service. <laughs> I don't think they even make you pay for that. They do not make you pay for that. Yeah, like, there is not, ah, a, there I'll is clean not that a, up there, tough guy. There is not an upcharge <laughs> for the prostate <laughs> stimulation. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, Mo says uh, more reefer, less alcohol, and less red meat. You're hating. Dr. Mo said reefer doobies. She did say reefer doobies. Which is how, which is how us, how we talk. <laughs> That's how you talk. I don't not say like, reefer doobies. Why not? Because I say weed. Oh, God, that sounds, <laughs> we ju- it sounds bad. Like, I think I, I think growing up as a kid, like, I heard too many uncool adults say weed and that John Stewart scene in Half-Baked. <laughs> On weed. weed. <laughs> weed, man. I don't know. I don't know. Um, right. Yeah, anyways. Okay, so back to the Tyreek Hudson case. So that was, a, like, a sort of a background of the case. Now here's the update. Um, the man who shot him uh, is pleading not guilty uh, because at the time of the alleged offense, he was not responsible for criminal conduct due to mental disease or disorder. So basically, he's uh, taking an insanity plea. And saying that it's not his fault he shot his neighbor in the chest with a shotgun. Yeah. The, the fucking, the, the, the self-induced ableism. <laughs> yep. And so they're saying that um, he's schizophrenic. Um, and so that's, like, why they're going to go with this defense. But, um, yeah, I tend to think that he still probably knew it was wrong to murder somebody. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. All right, um... Let me go ahead and do a little flip de do here. WineCellarMedia.com. This show is fucked up. I mean, Jesus was a white man too, but you, you know, it's like. Crack. 
crack this on open. Yes. And I got this one from the folks over there at Fury, Feminist Uprising to Resist Inequality and Exploitation. Mm-hmm. And I have the chat space open oh. to you okay. right there, Phoenix Kaleeder. Um, just so you could see that, just mm-hmm. in case. Um, yeah, so I got this from Chelsea Springler, a uh, representative of Fury, and they are getting um, free masks out to folks. <coughs> oh, shit, and somebody else um, tagged me in something getting um, uh, getting masks out. Oh, I think, okay. I, I think I was a little too heavily complimented. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, we'll uh, got to link up with those folks. It's just that they caught me, like, um, right when it was, like, shower time. Oh, okay. Which can be a, a lot of my day. <laughs> All right. So this this one comes up. This is appears to be coming from PBS, mm-hmm. but it's WTTW Chicago. Okay. Is that how? Wait. What do those letters stand for? Don't know. <laughs> but but you know that because you yeah. grew up here. Yeah. Well, because that's like the public station. Like that's what um like Mister Rogers and Sesame Street and shit was on. And then, like, in the night, at nighttime, they would have, like, uh, well, in the afternoon, they have, like, all the cooking shows, like, Julia Childs, and then at nighttime, they would have, like, BBC shows, you know? Oh, British Broadcasting Corporation. So, it was, like, it was, like, some, it was, like, some, like, government-funded channel of some sort. Yeah, WTTW Chicago. Okay. Socialist TV. Yes. Um, this article's up by Heather Sharon. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's from um, the 15th, and right now today is, um, there are 58 minutes left in it being the 18th. And um, the city, a city is uh, set to cancel rent for airport stores, restaurants, so airport stores right there. Basically, the airport is the large privately owned space, and then the airport store is the individual small business renting a certain amount of square feet in that space mm-hmm. all right we see this with shopping malls and um uh flea markets like that person that just has some rugs and candles mm-hmm. set up like they're fucking paying to use that little block of space right you know all right so and that's so that's a rent they pay so that rent is getting canceled from airport stores um, restaurants, <coughs> I'm guessing that's also in the airport. It's just they put a comma in the next word. Mm. And the rental car companies, I didn't know they were also renting their space. So they're literally renting so they can rent. Yep. God damn. And when you gotta think, if so many people are renting and leasing, doesn't that mean there's incredibly few actual owners? Yep. Which means there's more of us than them. Mm-hmm. It's real easy to kick their ass with, like, think about it. If you think that you are physically weak, and you might be, you might be a person that's just not strong, right? Yeah. Remember that there's more of us than them. Yes. And, like, hey, I might run up and punch the oppressor 15 times, you know, wear them down. And then if you over there who's physically weak and has never kicked an ass before, come and get a punch in. Come on. Yeah. I wore them down. Get involved. Tag team. Tag team. Yeah. Teamwork right, makes the dream work. Each their ability and whatnot. Yes, to each their ability. Yeah. My ability was 15 punches. Yours was do whatever you want with the fucker limping around after I, you know. <laughs> and this is why we keep getting banned from YouTube. Oh, no. That's all satire. <laughs> this is a parody of Bernie Bros. I can't stand them. Woo. Oh. Bernie Bros. Yeah. Wow. We Terrible. didn't have to do the woo at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking Antifa Bernie. Uh, Burn Tifa. Burn Tifa. All right, so um, this article is up by Heather Sharon, and um, they're talking about the O'Hare International, yeah. an old airport, yes, and the Midway. I don't know if that's International. Yes. International Airport. And um, they are deserted right now because folks are like, I don't want to die in the sky. Um, and the airports, uh, they're deserted amid coronavirus pandemic. I know everyone's surprised by that. So the city council aviation committee, I get, I guess you do have to have a committee for that. You do have to have a committee for that. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but the city council's aviation committee unanimously voted, um, the measure, uh, which, uh, the aviation commissioner, which is a person you have to have, yes. uh, Jamie Hree. And that spelling of Jamie, to my understanding, looks femme. So, uh, oh, no, um, I think that could be either. I've oh, seen, I've seen that one go either way that way. Oh, that Jamie is a so that's non-binary spelling. Yes. Okay, so we don't know if we have, um, to our understanding, femme representation and leadership or not here. Um, it is a blue state, so as long as it's corporate, a everybody can be a sellout. Um, Jamie Ree. Uh, uh, said was uh, this was needed to help businesses that were not eligible for federal help. Oh, this, this what the fuck I was talking about. Appears to be a cis woman. Okay. Okay. So Jamie Ree R A R H E E. Yes. Yes. All right, Jamie Ree, cis woman representing, and um, yeah, this is what I was talking about. Like fucking like the states that have the budget. Take care of your fucking state residents. Yeah. Like, don't wait for the fucking Fed. Fuck them. And then after you take care of your state residents, fucking bombard. Call MSNBC. Call CNN. Tweet at them. And brag about it. Brag on it. Mm -hmm. I'll go on it. I'll I'll be the bragging test study. I'll come up with my fucking receipt with the fucking, guess what? Nigga just paid his rent. Paid his (laughs) rent on time. Because I live in a blue state, unlike y'all niggas with y'all freedom, you know, like yes. fuck them, like because the red states <clears throat> can't fucking do it. Yeah, they ain't got no, they ain't got no fucking paper. They don't produce shit. They all those red states, they be pretending they're all farmers. Yeah, they're not. Ain't nobody getting no goddamn big plate of spinach from Alabama. Well, even the places that have like a lot of farms, they're fucking corporate farms. They're not like the stereotypical like. The family farm that's been in, you know, it, it's been in our in our family tree for the last hundred years. Like, those are not nearly as prominent as they used to be. They're all fucking corporate farms anyway. Yeah, and obviously, like, there's the coastal factor because they're going to have all the import-export yeah. from, uh, what, California's fifth largest economy in the world. Mm-hmm. They got that walnut and cashew money kind of fucking up the water supply, but they've got that... Uh, I said Walmart, walnut, and cashew money. Yes. Uh, they've got, obviously, the Hollywood money. Yeah. Right? The um, the travel. Because people don't just... Tra- There's so many places in California that I guarantee you people just travel to yeah. just to go there. Right? I mean, Los Angeles, San Francisco. That's what kind of like Napa Valley is known for. Wine country. Shit. People go on those fucking wine tours and shit. Yeah. California's fucking balling. Oregon has import export mm-hmm. and it's, and then Washington state big time import export and then mm-hmm. we got Canada right there we're trading shit with them mm-hmm. and we can I don't know if they can legally trade the reefer yet no cuz it's still federal schedule 1 yeah. yeah yeah man fucking uh and then look at the exact same thing up and down the east coast yep Texas 
I don't know what the fuck they're making out in Texas. Oil. Oh, Texas got oil money. <clears throat> but Texas ain't gonna take care of their... Because Texas, they're like... Their culture is too bootlicker of a culture. Yeah. Yeah, like, they can actually tell... They'll actually turn to their residents and be like, Y'all don't want this money because y'all love work. Hell yeah, we does, massa. That's how the white people out there talk. They're I, fucking bootlickers. I'm not bootlickers. sure that it is. Ah, it's and of course, Chicago's right on the Great Lakes, so they have their own import-export thing going on. No shit. Yeah. See? Yeah, that's actually why we have one of the best aquariums <laughs> in the country. Oh. Yeah, because they just put the... Like, they literally ship the animals in on the water. <laughs> so fucking yeah, like yeah. And by, I mean this here is just city council now, state senate. Get on it. Yes. Ah, uh, let's see. So they advance the measure, mm-hmm. uh, the measure which is scheduled to be approved Wednesday, and this was on the uh, the fifteenth. Oh damn! So that that's coming up right. Uh, tomorrow's Tuesday, the night. So on the twentieth. It should be approved, up, and running. Okay. And it will include relief for advertising companies. God damn! Is there anything more capitalism than fucking <laughs> government relief for adver-fucking-tizing companies? Who else is going to tell consumers what they want to buy? Holy shit. We have to tell consumers what they want to buy. Oh, and welcome to the 1996 Telecommunications Act Clear Channel. Yes. I don't know who Jay-Z Dassault is. It's a letter J, letter C, and then it looks like a French word. Yeah. D-E-C-A-U-X. Dassault. Oh, I said Dassault. Dassault? Yes. Looks like a company. (laughs) I like that. I like that. That that was a thank you, Captain Obvious moment right there. Uh, Yeah, because I I Google it. All I see is like, stock prices. And I was like, "What, what the... Yeah, Mo said I only try to lick boots that help good causes. <laughs> what the fuck is... And, um, what this, uh, Boingo Wireless? I don't know who the fuck... Oh, is. it's a French advertising company. There you go. Jesus Christ. So they said advertising companies... Wait, does Clear Channel count as one? I thought Clear Cha- Channel was radio. Yeah, I thought so too. But, you know, I guess they, the radio can advertise. Well, do they probably buy ads on Clear Channel, JC do so, or however the fuck you say it. Okay, and then and then the Boingo Wireless, which provides internet service at O'Hare and Midway. Uh, businesses that accept the help would have to agree not to fire any of their employees. Um, and that was a statement delivered directly and unequivocally by Jamie Ree. And I'm um, also adding that she would personally hold the companies responsible for complying with the requirement. And in addition to the two-month rent waiver for stores and restaurants inside the terminals, businesses would not have to pay the city rent based on a percentage of their sales or a minimum amount based on their receipts from the previous year, whichever is greater. All right, now bail out the people. No. Bail the shit out of the people and stop making us produce stuff that doesn't matter. (laughs) All right, folks? I just spent eight fucking hours. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Today was uh, a nine-hour day. Yeah, Yeah, it's Monday. Monday's a nine. Mm -hmm. Making sure that for Halloween... There's plenty of <laughs> Sour Patch Kids. Yes. All right, let's see. I had um, 
and I have three machines running on on my side of the room. Two of them at eighty a minute, mm-hmm. so that's one hundred sixty a minute, and then the mm-hmm. other one at seventy five a minute. So it's basically take the um, two hundred and forty and subtract five. Two hundred and thirty five pouches of fifteen grams of Sour Patch Kids a minute for eight hours. Sometimes stopping to make machine modifications. And for Halloween, mm-hmm. this is this is the essential work. This is why I kind of chuckle at that essential worker shit. Yeah, we don't need that. I don't even. I believe it or not, folks. I was once a child. <laughs> I didn't even want Sour Patch. What kind of <laughs> shitty ass gaslighting product is that? Oh, it's candy. Awesome. What the fuck? It's called Sour Patch. Yeah, that's how I learned the word sour. <laughs> Not a good experience, miscolored ma'am. You hate loving heads too? Fuck the damn yeah. But I, it, but then also, then there's this part. The older kids, the older and wiser, you know, seven-year-old, <laughs> they, they say, oh no, you got to get through that part to get to the sweet part. Yeah, you so do. So you get another one and you tough it out and then you get there and it's like, candy shouldn't be like this. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Sour Patch. Why does it exist? And it's for hollow fuck ween. We live in coronial times, folks. Yes. Halloween is not going to pop. So you know what's going to happen to these Sour Patch that don't move off the Walmart shelves? Then they're going to go to the family dollar shelves. Then they're going to go to the fucking Dollar Tree shelves. Mm-hmm. And then they're either going to go in the garbage or get given the fuck away. Go to a food pantry. Oh, fuck. And then, so then they're going to go to the food pantry. Who goes to the food pantry? Po folk. And what do you <laughs> have from the food pantry? Bunch of fucking candy from Halloween. Candy in box shit. But then also, after having all that candy, you can't afford to go to the dentist. Yep. And then will your teeth look like that? Society takes you less serious, harder to get a job, harder to get a promotion, and then your offspring that you eventually have because you can't get an abortion either. Nope. Fuck that. Uh, now they can, uh, they grow up in poverty, and I don't know if you know this about poverty, hard to get out of it. Cycles. Yep. Capitalism. Where do I get on this shit? That's right. They're canceling rent for corporations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there uh-huh. we go. This is why I end up only doing like three stories. Yes. And so we continue on with the article by Heather Sharon for PBS um, Chicago, you said. Yes, WTTW Chicago. For WTTW Chicago. Mm-hmm. Continuing forward, um... In addition to the two-month rent waiver, based on those payments would be deferred, all right, deferred, kind of like bone spur payments, with Mm. no interest until sales over 75%, uh, until sales recover to 75% of last year. Nice. Hmm. Yeah, that seems legit to you. I would like a rent deferral for working class people. Hey, I get, it's like, and yeah, I hate the land leeches, but the only way you're going to get it is if they give it to the land leeches. Yeah. Like, they have to be like, land leeches don't have to pay mortgage for a long time. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Um, Rental car company. Oh, wait, wait. 
Reese said the deferral could last up to three years. Hmm. Holy shit! So if you get so if you get less than seventy five percent on your sales, then you just get that deal for the next year. Yep. Up until two thousand twenty three. Yep. There's there is some motherfucker out there that's gonna see their shit getting to like sixty five percent and be like, oh, I fucked up the inventory. <laughs> oh fuck yeah. Ah, man, um, rental car companies at the O'Hare and Midway International airports would not pay the uh, city-based rent for three months, which would be um, retroactive to April and run through June. Retroactive, that means you got to pay the back money? No, it would apply for the, like, you don't have to pay from April through June. Like, you would get Hmm. refunded if you paid April. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Fuck the damn. All right. Um, sales at O'Hare are running at approximately 30 motherfuck percent of normal operations and 10% at Midway. These are the two airports, folks. Um, Midway saw a number of flights canceled after a cluster of cases of the coronial virus at the control tower in the early days of the pandemic. Uh, Ree said the volume of travelers at the O'Hare and Midway Airport has increased during the past several weeks, a signal that sales could rebound once stay-at-home orders are lifted. And hopping to the end of uh, Heather Sharon, who you can see on the Twitter, at Heather Sharon. Let me check that. That audio just came in kind of hot. I was like, God damn, fucking aftermath beats. An alderman balked at giving um, Miss Ms. Ree that authority. Aldermen were mm-hmm. not too fond of this here Jamie Ree woman having the authority forcing the mayor to scale back the ordinance and follow normal city council processes. Ultimately, the city council approved the scale back emergency powers mm-hmm. ordinance on a vote of 29 to 21 in April. Okay. All right, so that is one of those many things that's always going on. WineCellarMedia.motherfucking.com Father Teresa's wine cellar is rated R for keeping it real. Poop transition between a segmentes. I can even do it on the video. Boom, blam. I can just do that. And then just pop, boom. On the last computer, that shit did not happen that fast <laughs> at all. That is ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> all right. Um, William J. Jackson had things and stuff okay. up and out there. And oh, yeah, jogger. Um, there are white supremacists out there using the word jogger in place of nigger. Oh, fine. So, yeah, so if you're out and about and you hear someone like jokingly saying like oh this jogger over here or that mm-hmm. jogger there you yeah. could um you know just turn to him and just be like i mean you know be like hey why do you hate the first amendment why do you hate freedom of speech just say the words you really want to say oh. 
Come on, Snowflake. <laughs> Gun it in. Damn, I wish we had that Delroy Lindo audio now. Man, I yeah, I, I have not done good soundboard work as of Reese. Intly. And uh, so, yeah, but that is up on Vice.com. There isn't really much to it. They made a whole <laughs> article for this. It really should have been a tweet. Yeah. Or just a headline with a picture. Right. You know, and they have a screenshot of 4chan because 4chan is 4chan. Right. And, uh, yeah, so that's going on. Folks are out there using jogger in place of nigger because it's funny. Because oppression is always sadistic. Yep. Now... Um, a couple, I I don't want to use the word friends, all right? Don't want to just go throwing that word out there, but I I knew folks, Mm -hmm. you know, that got blasted on in, um, in Orlando, Florida at the Pulse, uh, nightclub. Yeah. Massacre. Jesus Christ, what, 49, right? I don't remember exactly how many. Yeah, 49 victims, but you gotta watch those fucking headlines, because they'll say 50 people died. That 50th was the murderer killing himself. Yeah, that's the 50th. So 49 victims. And, um, ah, shit, it's over there on the cork board. But I do have, like, a small little poster of, uh, of, uh, hashtag Orlando. And, uh, my biological niece gave it to me out of the newspaper, uh, after the, uh, Pulse nightclub. And I remember that shit, yo. Like, I mean, I've, I, I wasn't there. I, I don't go to dance clubs. But, um, like, I do my laundry way early. You know, mm. like, ba- well, back when we had an option to just do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and fucking, I'm up doing my laundry, you know, at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just fucking start getting the damn notifications. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, the, you know, like nine people uh, injured, you know. Oh, uh, 11 people injured, five people dead. And it just mm-hmm. kept coming. And I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is happening yeah you know and um and that shit it went down and i remember man like maybe like two or three weeks before that uh some cat that is you know a a person who was self-awarely ignorant Mm -hmm. was asking me about the election and politics and i was like i was like you know there's the electoral college so we don't get that much of a say anyway Mm -hmm. you know but um if there is some big fucking murder event, terrorist attack or some sort, mm. then that's going to give Trump Stiltskin the edge, especially if they can be tied to a uh, religion, Muslim. Yeah. And then that fucking happened. Yeah. And then I was like, ooh, a whole lot of my Hillary got it in the bag predictions. Yeah. But then again, but I knew I had already said that. So it was like, all right, here it comes. And um, so that went down and all those folks... Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to just say the word friends. I don't hang out with folks that heavily, but I knew niggas that were murdered there. And, um, and now this is, uh, coming off of clickorlando.com Pulse Memorial Mural, which is hard to say fast, but it's Pulse Memorial Mural Mm -hmm. vandalized with white supremacist stickers. Oh, yeah, and there it is in the subheading. Yes, uh, shooting left 49 people dead. And um, I don't have a journalist here. It just says click Orlando. (laughs) So the mural is dedicated to the victims of the 2016 massacre at uh, Pulse Nightclub, and it was vandalized with white supremacist stickers. The mural is located outside of the center, an Orlando LGBTQ advocacy organization 
and that's the the center is the name of the uh, mm-hmm. the the org. Um, and there is a quote here. Ooh, excuse. Oh, yes. Excuse me. It is eleven twenty four p.m. I am a little yonzy. Our phone has been down since yesterday in Orlando due to vandalism. Um, we apologize for any inconvenience. We are still here to serve our community. We hope to have our phone lines restored tomorrow. Thank you for your patience. Um, and that was the note that they put up on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. The uh, center also confirmed um, to News 6 in an email, um, additionally, that white supremacy stickers were found on the building. Uh, quote, We are actively updating our security to include the sidewalk and front of the building to deter any future acts of vandalism. The center executive director, George Wallace, a very popular first and last name in America, Mm. uh, director George Wallace wrote, we want to promote that love always wins. All right. And, uh, and then the, uh, there isn't really much more to the story. Like there's, there's vandalism and I think, I want to call that shit terrorism. I think that's accurate. You know, like, like you're going up to a place that's representing folks that, a, a mural that's representing folks that were murdered, mm-hmm. and you're going to put up stickers representing a murderous gangbang affili- affiliation. Yeah. Like, that. That that's terrorism. Yeah. Because, I mean, the idea, because, right, because everything is politicized, everything is political, and so if you're doing that to terrify people to meet your political end of, I guess you want all gay people to not exist or just yeah. be closeted indefinitely, yeah. then that's your political ends. This is your means to get to it. You are a fucking terrorist. Yep. I agree. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, because that is a lot of white supremacy, too, is, like, the focus on, um, like, it's this heteropatriarchal like, family and societal structure, right? So they don't want to have gay people because that is, um, you know, um, like, just fucking with what they perceive to be the family... Did you need a charger? Yeah. Uh, a family, um, like, fa- what is the... Uh, family values, right? So they're like, oh, it's unnatural, and it's, like, some liberal Marxist whatever, blah, blah, blah. And that's, like, what's making gay people, and it's, like, anti-God and anti, you know, uh, Western values, which is, like... I'm pretty sure the Greeks and Romans were known for a lot of gay activity, but all right. That shit that they call cultural Marxism. Yep. Yeah, like, but suddenly, you know, whatever. Suddenly being gay is bad, so. And and cultural Marxism, just that language, I don't need to read the history of it. (laughs) I get exactly what the fuck that is. Cultural, okay. You're throwing Marxism at it? Nigga, what? Yeah. Marx was that that's not a humanities no. discussion. But you know that saying Marxism makes your target audience think socialism, communism, gotta yep. be bad. Gotta be bad. Now, if you are deliberately using the word Marx as a root word before you have a prefix or suffix, if you're using Marx mm-hmm. to tell your target audience that whatever you're talking about after that is bad. That is, by defa-fucking-nition, political correctness. Yeah. But people keep thinking, like, political correctness is this fucking left-wing, progressive college campus thing. No, political correctness is merely a rhetorical device that one may choose to use or not. 
like folks that are looking at the camera, you might see that we have things up here that say sex work this and sex mm-hmm. work that. We don't say, come on, get down with the prostitution. Right. We don't say, get on down with the hookertivities. The hookertivity, no. I like that. We say, ah, oh, shit, that's going to be a oh, thing. That's fun. Hookertivities, <laughs> I'm about that. But the um, but we say <laughs> sex work because we we're gonna we're going at our target audience, and also that's part of why I don't really promote the podcast much. I like for people to find the podcast via search terms, mm-hmm. right? So if you're looking for sex workers' rights, you're gonna find the right program. You're looking for sea level rise. You got plenty of coverage last year, and. I think uh, with the sort of torrential rains we're seeing, mm. there's going to be more coverage on climate change, sea level rise, and whatnot this here year. Yeah. Well, even though we live in coronial times. We do. I like this. In contemporary usage, the term cultural Marxism refers to a far-right anti-Semitic conspiracy theory which claims that the Frankfurt School is part of an ongoing academic and intellectual effort to undermine and destroy Western culture and values. According to to the conspiracy theory, which emerged in the late 1990s, the Frankfurt School and other Marxist theorists were part of a conspiracy to attack Western society by undermining traditionalist conservatism and Christianity using the 1960s counterculture, multiculturalism, progressive politics, and political correctness. Conspiracy theories associated with religious fun- fundamentalists and paleoconservatives, such as William S. Lind, Pat Buchanan, and, Pat Buchanan, and Paul Weyrich, but also holds currency among white nationalists and neo-Nazi organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. They considered a coalition of black students, of blacks, students, feminist women, and homosexuals as the vanguard of the cultural revolution. I like how all these people are different. <laughs> that man, we got niggers and students. <laughs> God damn. Wait till they find out that some of them niggers is students. And then what were the other people? Feminist women. Fe- so so basically, so students, niggers, and feminist women are different. Because you know how in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, women were just finding feminism in so many places other than academia. <laughs> yeah, that's what was going on. Who else? Uh, homosexuals. Homosexuals. Mm-hmm. Because neither the nigger nor the feminist, nor the student is also, or could be, a homosexual. Well, yeah, and also, trans people don't exist. <laughs> well, no. Well, no. No, not yet. Not, not, not for yet. this language. No, we didn't, we, 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 we didn't figure that one out yet. Oh, Jesus Christ. Everything is bad. Yes. This Nobody's is... making sense. But cultural Marxism is a term that has real meaning. The idea of cultural Marxism is derived from Marxist theory of history as it evolved through the discipline of history by Marxist historians. All right. Uh, The pre-Marxian Christian philosophy of history, for example, offered stages uh, of sinless bliss to wicked suffering and finally Christian salvation. Yeah, this is really just about fucking atheists is what this is about. I disagree with the existence of Marxist historians. Yeah. Wasn't, like... Can somebody tell me what Karl Marx got implemented? A book? Uh, das policy? Cap- das Capital. It's a book. Policy? The book, William. Legislation. The Bible is also a book. You see the impact that's had on policy? That book is dangerous. So, in essence, like... I know you can't be like, oh, you can't judge it by today's standards. But, nigga, Marx was a blogger. 
He was a blogger of his time. He kind of was. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's just a yeah, like he was the nigga on Twitter that had the hot takes. Is is what that yeah. was. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know what? Appreciate the hot takes and move it forward, but you don't actually have any mar- anything institutionalized that is indeed marks that marks did marks self or with angles and angles was a swerf. Yes. All right. Let me go ahead and flip the skibby dibby doo winesellermedia.com um, We do know from Chris Parker's research at the University of Washington that, Washington that people who identify with the Tea Party do have a greater amount of racial resentment. I happen to agree with Schiller that your comments were bigoted. Um, I think that if I uh, were to say that Uh, I clutch my purse every time I walk by a black man. That might resonate with a lot of Americans. It might be their truth, but it's a bigoted statement. Yo, thanks just ain't the same for hustlers But can't don't budge, I remain with clusters Rain and thunder with pains above you With your brain on drugs like I flamed and puffed you I came to rearrange the structure No criminal, no gangster thugster Flow cynical, so vain and vicious Cold winter flow, no games enlisted This is my eviction list Evilistic slid and I shifted clicks And I give you the biz if you're interested Nothing to hide but back tax I'm hitting lists, don't know if I'm mad Mathematic or intricate. Don't know if you're asthmatic, so hit the split. Don't know if you're seen or you witnessed it. Don't know. Bang, and the next one keeps on a running. Nice. Just like that, their neighbor. All right. What the hell is going on here? Now listen here, folks. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that this is a good news program. Okay. All right. Okay. And you know what? The, it, I mean, it is. It is. Uh, there, there is a shittiness to it, right? And uh, so this article is up by um, Pritha Paul on Mia.com. All right. Uh, not a, not an outlet I've ever seen. Yeah, before. I don't know that one. But there's an individual that goes by the name of Robert Birmingham. Okay. All right. B U R M I N G H A M Birmingham. Mm-hmm. All right. So his name is Robert B, and uh, he was the Arkansas Blue Light Rapist Ooh. who posed as a cop to rape women. Now I see these a lot, folks. Because remember, I still have the same um, Google uh, News settings, right? Where I look at rapist cop stories all the time. And very common, very common, city to city, state to state, nation to nation, are cis men posing as cops and raping people, which, if anything, that already tells you that people know what the fuck the cops can just do. Yep. All right? And so this motherfucker was out there doing that. We're in Little Rock, Arkansas, right? This is the infamous blue light rapist, pretending to be a police feller, and raped, um, to our understanding, cis uh, female victims. And, um, well, this person made it all the way up to age 54. And they were... So, and oh, and remember, okay, hey, all you, uh, you folks out there. All you uh, misogynists who regularly tune into this program. Uh, <laughs> here you got one. It actually sounds like what the misogynists pretend exist. 
serving a life sentence for rape. Whew. Yeah. I've literally never seen those words before in my fucking life. I'm sure that there were other charges that got that. I bet the impersonating a cop is the real reason. Probably. Yeah, like, you want to you wanna rape people as a cop, just get hired. Or, know. like, or who he raped. Oh, maybe, uh... Like, you know, somebody's daughter, somebody of importance, ah, their daughter, something. F- uh, femininity that matters. Yeah. Not that disposable femininity. Right. All right, so, uh, yeah, so, and while he's serving this life sentence... He gone done upped and died on the 13th, <laughs> five days ago before recording this. And, um, and the Arkansas Department of Corrections uh, spokesperson, uh, Solomon Graves, confirmed this last week. According to his death certificate, haha, <laughs> dead fucker, the inmate died from acute hypoxic respiratory failure. Oh, that's so fun. It's a viral pneumonia, secondary to coronavirus. But also hypoxic. That means he literally, like, couldn't breathe, and that's how he died. Like, he spent his, like, last time on Earth, like, not being able to fucking breathe, and I kind of fucking love it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Robert Cunningham. (laughs) Is that, is is that, was he like the man in Staten Island? I can't breathe. I can't. Is that how you died? You fucking rapist piece of shit. I can't breathe. Yes. Ha! Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know you know what I would have did? I'd have been like, oh man, you need some help? Do you need me to help you right now? Maybe I can help. What can I help with? Here, let me help. Am I helping yet? I'm helping, right? I'm the most helpiest helper that's ever helped anyone before. Spit just flew out my mouth. <laughs> All right. I'm getting a little too into this segment. I done got a little juicy faced. Juicy faced. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm dripping. <laughs> So, yes, enjoy that. I will put the link up. And um, to me, that's just dope. So, uh, rapists do indeed continue to make great fertilizer. Yes. And this one looks well fed, too. He does. Maybe got a decent amount of flesh on him. We can, uh, I don't know, grow some. Oh. Actually, huh, you, wait, what do you want to grow with a rapist flesh? I, I just thought of that. I was like, I don't want to eat strawberries. Like, yeah, like nothing I want to eat, but I don't know, maybe like just like trees in general or something. Oh. Yeah, just, yeah. Um, or like pine trees or something. The branches of justice. The branches of justice. See, folks, make me Emperor William. We 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 start a program. We'll institute it immediately. This one is a straight up executive order. Sign it, implement it immediately branches of justice where we kill rapists mm-hmm. get our videos removed from YouTube yes <laughs> and then we put the rapist body in the ground uh-huh. and put tree seeds over it yeah and we grow branches of justice and we use the dead rapists to start reversing climate change what say you I think that we should do that um or like you've seen the things where they've been like kind of toying with the idea instead of cremating people it's sort of like a big jiffy pod you put a person in and you just i have yeah like that just fucking i mean we could even do it while they're alive really like i'm just saying like nothing of value would be lost um yeah as soon as you start oh you're having some breathing problems (laughs) well (laughs) 
Looks like you gotta go in your justice bag. <laughs> it's the it is the justice bag, uh, and you were right. Um, it is a Class C felony to knowingly possess a blue light if the person is not a police officer, auxiliary officer, corner, or legitimate seller of blue lights, and a Class D felony to unlawfully use the light. Okay, so that that sentence is a lie. He was not serving life for rape. He was serving life for playing fake cop. Yeah, I yeah. mean the rape as well, but that was not like the sole. You know that if he yeah. was if he was in there for seven seven months, then he already served his rape sentence. Um, actually, that's funny because he tried to apparently uh, seek clemency after serving eight years of his sentence and got denied. Who? Yeah. Well, maybe he should have uh, been louder. Maybe uh, pull more air into your lungs and express your voice. You know, with your lungs. Oh wait, you can't, <laughs> can't breathe. breathe. Oh, no. (laughs) Stupid fucking rapist. Um, And if you like dead rapists, uh, you can support WineCellarMedia.com at PayPal.me slash PhoenixAndWilliam or sign up at Patreon.com slash WineCellarMediaFund. Please be as safe as possible wherever you can breathe. I hope you're sure happy it's Tuesday in the wine cellar. Maybe... Why are you trying to give me a glass? Just give me that bottle. I hopped up the plane at LAX with a dream, my cardigan. Welcome to the land of fame, access. Am I gonna fit in? Jumped in the cab, here I am for the first time. Look to my right and I see the Hollywood sign. This is all so crazy. Everybody seems so famous. My tummy's turning and I'm feeling kind of homesick. Too much pressure and I'm nervous. This when the taxi man. Let's go ahead and um, just throw that trigger warning back at it just for the topic in general. Yeah. And it's uh, Phoenix Kalita walked in on me reading this article before I took a nap. Mm-hmm. And it's on pinknews.co.uk. This is from the 17th and um, yesterday for 20 more minutes. Um, and this is the, uh, the, the, the headline. The gender critical feminist movement is a cult... That grooms, controls, and abuses, according to a lesbian who managed to escape. Now, are you already familiar with this? Yes. This this same story? Yes. You, I think you said you saw another one. Of- uh, I saw one that was like a dovetail to this one because this one was about um, like turfs and somebody who was actually a sex trafficking victim had a very similar experience with swerfs and of course swerfs and turfs are often the same people and so the person I'm which I'm looking for right now um, the person who was the victim of the swerfs wrote about it but because they they wrote theirs in response to this because they were like oh my god same tactics and techniques and like cult shit and i'm looking for it right now yes uh this article's up by vic parsons all right pinknews.co.uk wait a second yes i have vic parsons up here yeah but then it also has writer amy oh that's the person in the picture okay oh so that's the person that escaped was amy yes amy die yes i don't know how to say the last name yeah diaz d Amy, all right. So Amy Loco, 
Um, <clears throat> got up out of there. And Amy Loco, apparently, because um, I was reading this article earlier, so I've got some of it off the top of the head here. Mm-hmm. But, um, so she was, uh, she had lost a, a job in marketing. Yeah. And was having a tough time living out of the car. Yeah. And she said that um, they try to keep you like that, right? Because as long as you're dependent on them. Right. You're going to hang around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. Right. Can't let the, you know, actually, uh, don't let Britney Spears control her own money. Yeah, yep. That'll be the talking point for that. Or Phoenix Kaleeder, for that matter. Yeah, that's that bullshit. Phoenix Kaleeder is the <laughs> older one in our relationship. Literally, yes. she's two years older than me. Yes. Um, Has the fancy education. She can take stitches out of a person's face safely yes. and sanitary. Yes. Can do phlebotomy. Yes. Which is what I call it. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, and is working with swap organization, but I have to sign Phoenix Kaleeder's checks. Yep. No, no. Phoenix Kaleeder should have to sign for me to be able to get up and do stuff because I do bullshit. Um, <clears throat> oh, incidentally, I- Julie Bindle, because Julie Bindle's mentioned this article. Julie Bindle saw it and now calls pink news prick news, by the way. They're so weird. They are. You know what? But and that—that's the cold game. Is is something that we're seeing. As far as like, I mean, forget about right wingers here. We're talking about the actual left and the fake left, right? The general Democrat left. Yeah. And when you look back in time, and it's like, oh, look at the people on the wrong side of history. They didn't think they were right. They 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 were actually looking at like Julie Bendel's looking at you and me like look at those fuckers on the wrong side of history mm-hmm. they will be remembered poorly right. and I'm looking at you like you're so in your echo chamber you don't see the direction that shit is going right like which one was it was it real hand Flomar or Rymana Freshly which one of them uh, introduced some shit in favor of sex workers uh, Presley. I, yeah, so uh, Rymana Freshly uh, fucking is in favor of sex workers' rights. Right? Uh, um, after niggas like you kept on flexing on that Green Party nigga, mm-hmm. Jill, Stein, Jill Stein. Jill Stein quit being a, a, a swerve. Mm-hmm. And Jill Stein got on board with decriminalizing sex work. Um, and then didn't Sanders get on board? Uh, Sanders... Way later, though. Yeah, he didn't officially come out in favor <laughs> of decrim, but did uh, support a bill that is designed to study the effects of SESTA-FOSTA. So, like, look at the direction that shit is going. But the swerfs are so deep in that echo chamber. Like, I, like I was listening to um, uh, Megan Murphy's podcast, mm-hmm. as I tend to do. <laughs> and they were talking about um, found it. surrogacy. Yeah. Which, hey, here, off the top of your head, real quick and fast, what do you think of surrogacy? Sur- like, for having offspring? Yeah. I mean, I don't really have an issue with it, I guess. I mean, it does tend to be women of color and poor women who sort of get roped into it. So it's sort of like, you know, gross in that aspect. But, I mean, you can make really good money doing it. See, now, I noticed they were saying what you just said. But to them, that's just misogyny and patriarchy and harming women. And it's like, they will not say capitalism. No, it's capitalism. And the thing about that, though, is, like, in order to be a surrogate, like, you have to, like, you have to be between a certain age. You have to be in a certain weight range. You have to, like, not be a smoker, not have, you know, use drugs. Like, you have to be, like, a really physically healthy person specifically to 
um, try to minimize the possible risks of the pregnancy. So, mm. like, it's not like... Like, yes, they are. They do tend to go after poor women or women who don't necessarily have a lot of other options, but it's also not like they're picking somebody who is struggling with, like, alcohol addiction or somebody who's already, like, you know, diabetic or has hypertension. Like, you have to be really fucking healthy to be able to do it. They didn't say any of what you said in that whole ass episode. Yeah. And I listened to the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's like, yo, y'all, uh, like, I'm listening and, to... Like, I mean, also, you can make, like, 30 grand a year doing it. Huh. So, I mean, if you're, you know, comfortable... Yeah. You know... I swear to fuck, like, I just kept, like, yelling at the Bluetooth speaker, <laughs> like, classism, motherfucker, classism, and no. they, but they won't say it. No. That, because that's won't. not an issue to them. Because that's the thing, though, is they don't actually want to end classism. They very much um, support <laughs> um, women being oppressed financially. It's just that they want to, it's like, they want to dictate what types of work women can do. Because they don't have an issue, because, like, if you, like, listen to their stuff, they don't really talk a lot about, like, say... Um, like the the waitress at you know fucking Denny's or whatever who's getting sexually harassed all the time. How often do they talk about her? But they have a lot to say about sex work, <laughs> you know, being sexually abusive. Or they have a lot to say about uh, oh, it's just a broodmare if you're um you know doing the surrogacy thing. But like, how often do they talk about how fucked up it was with that lean in feminism shit when you know women who weren't at that level were being underpaid? They don't talk about that. So yeah, they're they're perfectly okay with. Um, classism. <sighs> yeah. The goddamn fucking fuckers. Well, I mean, and then of course, you know, who's, when it comes to classism, who's the, um, you know, primary victims? It's people who were already in poverty and it's mostly like non-white women. So, you know, who gives a fuck about them anyway? <laughs> <sighs> fucking swerfs and turfs. Yep. One of these days before I die, I'm going to meet two people. One of whom is a swerf that is not a turf. And one of whom is a turf that is not a swerf. Oh, I can show you those people. Oh, fuck. They're real. <clears throat> they're rare. But yeah, that's more of a European thing than an American thing, though. They're <laughs> always classier. Even in their oppression. <laughs> even their oppression. Even yeah, in I've, their oppression. I've, I've, I've uh, seen some um, Irish feminists who are, yeah. Of uh, uh, Which one? Uh, they're both, actually. They're like they're swerfs and not turfs? Yeah. And turfs and not swerfs. Or, sorry. I've both ways I've seen it where they're a swerf but not a turf and a turf but not a swerf. Because oh, I've seen the ones where like their primary focus is like um, like trans women in prisons because they're like oh it's just a man who's gonna rape all the other female inmates and like like that sort of thing. Um, but they won't like be opposed to sex workers working because like they do have a good class praxis. Hmm. So like they're not swerfs. They're like oh well it's shitty but you know you do what you have to do to survive and I'm not gonna like try to legislate against you for it but they will like be all up in arms about trans women in women's prisons but then like i've also seen ones who are very like um okay with um trans women but they hate sex workers <laughs> and it's just like it's really fucking weird it's so fucking weird oh, but man. yeah they're definitely the minority uh, yeah it, it is an it, it's an interesting article there is a lot to it let's take just take a look a, a little bit of it um uh, a cult that groomed her when she was vulnerable and sleeping in her car. A cult that sought to control her, keeping tabs on her movements and dictating what she could and couldn't say. Excuse me. A cult that was emotionally and sexually abusive towards her. As Amy began to notice more and more red flags about the GC movement, they call that gender critical. Yeah, which is just turf. Yeah. The GC movement 
like how it defended abusive women, how it wouldn't let lesbians speak out about sexual assault perpetrated by women, and how mm-hmm. it was forming alliances with homophobic groups. Yep. She started asking questions. And last year, she began speaking out against what she saw as increasingly blatant homophobia in the gender-critical movement. And yeah, I'll link this up for folks. Um, think it's uh, gosh darn interesting. It is uh, wine celery. Yeah. But I, I don't want to riff too much on it because, again, I am, you know, and this isn't to be, like, self-deprecating social justice, but I am an ignorant cis person. I fucking am. So I don't riff too much. I try to make it more news and more just, like, mm-hmm. stop oppressing folks. Yes. More so than trying to get into a, and this is how I would pontificate on the philosophical. Nah, nigga. Mm-hmm. Just stop fucking with people. Yeah, and of course, this was uh, Amy Dias. And then Kelly Lawrence is the person I was thinking of who um, has been a survivor, who's a survivor of sex trafficking, who said, after this came out, said, my experience with uh, the prostitution abolitionist side of the movement uh, was there, but by reading Amy Dias' story in Pink News today about her experience in the turf call, it hit home how similar our experiences was and how insidious the tactics of these people really are. The gaslighting, suppression of dissent, the skewed separatist view of the world, and the insistence there was one right view were all hallmarks of an ideological cult. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I noticed in this one from Pink News where Amy was talking about, like, they wanted her to stay in the UK, and they were, like... Like, oh, yeah. Julie Bindle was going to, like, find her a wife. And I was like, that is some fucking high-level cult shit. Yeah. Like, find you a wife so you can get papers and stay here and, like, be in our movement. And oddly enough, Julie Bindle's also tied to the abolitionist movement. Um, yeah, and this is just, like, Kelly talks about it and says that um, she was exploited as a survivor. Uh, this is common. Um were exploited financially and emotionally encouraged to speak for no compensation at events, repeating over and over our trauma stories with no aftercare or safeguarding in place. Our stories are then manipulated and used to push an agenda aimed to abolish sex work via the Nordic model. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, like, very similar just how the things went. And, of course, this is all very interesting, just the timing, because we just did the swap cast where we talked about, like, the time frame, right? So it was, like... March, um, anti uh, sex work orgs or rescue <clears throat> orgs were saying to ban Pornhub, and then a couple months later, the Catholic bishops came out and said we need to crack down on porn. And then a month later, there was the article about don't let um, online porn subscriptions exist anymore. Ban credit card companies from doing it. Right. Yeah. So, do you, uh, is there anything that like us regular folks, right? Because mm-hmm. like. Yeah, we have a Facebook page with um, that's just almost at a hundred thousand followers. <laughs> so close. And um, but then in general, like I'm just some fucker with a Facebook account. Mm-hmm. What can I say? What can I do? Like, is there like to combat these folks in the free market of ideas? Oh, God, I hate the free market of ideas. Um, I think the biggest things is sharing words from actual sex workers and actual people who have been trafficked, um, because the narratives that are being, like the narratives that are being pushed, are not actually. Um, accurate uh, to people's life experiences and that's why it's really interesting that they because if you think about just on a basic level they're like oh there's you know like 10 million people trafficked every year and like millions of girls are trafficked in the industry then where are they why aren't you finding them and why aren't they being allowed to speak they're not allowed to be the face of speaking for the movement whether they've been in sex work consensually or as traffic victims and there's a reason for that and that's because people who are controlling the movement want to control the narratives about how harmful sex work is or how it's all abuse or how it's all paid rape 
And another big thing is that they do is they say everyone who disagrees with them is actually a pimp running a fake account. So like all these sex workers who are on social media are all fake accounts. So just signal boost them and be like, hey, look, it's a real person. There's like videos of this person. There's pictures of this person. Obviously, it's a real person um, posting. And then just keep in mind that, um, you know, these orgs are claiming to be like radical feminist or they're claiming to be leftist, but they're very much in bed with religious organizations that hate women for the most part. Like a lot of these organizations are also anti-abortion. They're anti-LGBTQ. Um, they'll like straight up deny services if you're queer or if you're trans. Um, they like will not give you um, like condoms, which is you know maybe kind of important to avoid pregnancy. Or if you're pregnant, they will not uh, like they would not take you to get an abortion. They encourage police to arrest you. They encourage deportation. You know I think a lot of folks don't know like those type of things. Like people think like oh we're saving you know, sex trafficking victims, most people don't know police can actually rape sex tra- trafficking victims legally and then arrest them for raping them. Yeah. And it's like, people don't know that. So it's like, you know, that sort of information of like what's really going on, I think is just important because folks don't know. Uh, fucking, you know, you got me thinking something, right? Like, uh, cause what, anyone they disagree with, what do they call them? Pimp lobby. They, so they just, they just call you that. And by pimp lobby, like, they're basically saying, you have an agenda, yeah. right? You have something that you're trying to do, yeah. right? And um, and right now, these days, when some liberal Democrat doesn't like you, Russian troll, Russian bot. Yep. So, again, they're applying intent to you, something that you're trying to do, which is why they don't like you, as opposed to this is just the word we say to signal mm-hmm. to our followers that they're not supposed to like you. Right. But then over here on the anti-capitalist left... If you're saying some shit that's in favor of land leeches, corporations, and whatnot, mm-hmm. shut up, bootlicker. Right. Right? Or like, <laughs> right. if you're a cop, shut up, pig. Right. Like, we just call you what the fuck you are. We yeah. don't gotta make up shit. I, mm-hmm. I like being in the anti-capitalist left. Our echo chambers are honest. They are. And I think that's actually something that almost should be discussed, too, just because it's so fucking, like, sadistic. Because a lot of people who are in the sex trade industry have had, like, really difficult experiences in there, whether that's, like, dealing with assaults or dealing with extreme poverty or homelessness or dealing with being a victim of sex trafficking or, you know, being under a pimp. And they're like, oh, that's you. And it's like, how fucked up is it to tell somebody who's been homeless and a victim of, like, sex trafficking that they're a pimp? Like, there's a fucking level of, like, cruelty to that. Sadism. Yes. Say the word, folks. We're over a thousand episodes at this point. <laughs> you should be fucking... We we did our part. Yes. Now you say the fucking word. Next time um, you're at the, at, at, the, at the thing in the place with the people talking about the thing, and they're like... What the? Well, why would they do that? Because they're sadists. They're sadistic. Yes. And then pull out your smart device and be like, this is the definition. <laughs> do these things apply to what the fuck they just did? Yep. Huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Then use that word. Like, I think that in this fucking westernized, um, I'd call it a Judeo-Christian culture. Really? And oh, now, you're funny. This, you're funny. <laughs> that in this thing... Like, the word sadism is not too close, but close enough to Satan that people just think it's, like, some devil shit. Like, I think before I I looked up that word. Yeah, I think a lot of people, like, associate sadism with, like, BDSM and shit. And it's, like, it doesn't have to be, like, like, immediate sexual gratification. Like, you can just fucking enjoy hurting people. It doesn't have to be, like, some fucking, like... 
whips and chains and, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, you can just actually enjoy hurting people. And on that part, there's, like, the, the person you're hurting consents. That's why, that's the big difference. Yeah, right. That's why, <laughs> that's why they hate BDSM. That's why they hate sexual liberation, actually, and sexual freedom, honestly. Because, yeah. like, we don't want you to consent to being hurt by us. But, you know, and I mean, it's on so many levels with the fucking antis, with the whole anti-trafficking movement. Like, one of the big things is they'll say, um, all sex work is paid rape. And it's like, yeah. but people have actually been raped. And you're telling them that, like, a brutal, like, gang rape that they suffered is the same thing as a consensual sexual encounter that they got paid for? Like, that's kind of fucked up. See, and that's that bullshit. Like, and, and that's why, and that's why they won't want that person there. Yeah, exactly. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. And a, a rape victim cannot be in the room while they're talking mm-hmm. and also have access to a microphone. They can't be on a panel with you. Yep. And that's, see, but watch people like that. People who can't say the same shit on a loudspeaker with someone else next to them with a loudspeaker, if they can only say it in their fucking shitty basement meetings, mm-hmm. they're shit. I say all my shit publicly. Who, who, what? Who's gonna come after me for saying that we should kill rapists? Go ahead, come on, beef with me. Ooh, you're gonna make me real ashamed of my ideas. What, right. are you shitting me? Right. Like, no, I'm very happy about everything. I'll say it to everybody in every space the exact same way, right? And this is I, I, this is only a claim I can make because it's not like I have video evidence. But when I'm in employee engagement committee meetings and safety committee meetings at work, I don't say the workers or the people on the floor. I say the proletariat every time in those meetings. Love it. Because I fucking, because I don't run away from my shit. I am this. Them yeah. niggas... They are that, but they know it's shit. Mm-hmm. That's you're dealing with people that know their fuck faces. Yep. All right. And Stacey Abrams is a very incompetent member of the Black Misleadership class. <laughs> all right. Yes. And that—that's all you need to know. That's all you need to it's know. It's twelve a.m. Yes. God damn it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but no. The, no. Just the last thing I was gonna say though is yes. that um, like just sort of like going with what you were talking about, that is actually really accurate because that's the way that they've formed their propaganda. Everybody online who disagrees with them, who has been in sex work or is currently a sex worker, is a pimp lobbyist, right? Or they're a fake account, or it's their pimp is running their account for them, saying, like, typing these things, like, tweeting for them, right? And then when it comes to their actual events where they host things, people who are in sex work are not allowed to be there. The only people who are allowed to be there are people who have really traumatizing stories about being sex trafficked. And that is intentionally done to try to move the narrative. And so then anytime somebody speaks up against it, it's like, oh, but but you're pimp lobby, you don't count. Oh, but you're lying. Oh, but you're pimp, that you're a pimp tweeting this. And your girls are locked up in a basement somewhere type shit. And it's just a very intentional, uh, disingenuous maneuver. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking hate like, it. people like that, I mean... Gee, I wonder... Yeah, see, this is how we get kicked off YouTube. No, yeah. yeah. But th- there's a solve. There is. One of the biggest ones... Um, do you remember... Um, I think it was uh, Babe Collate was the YouTube channel? They follow us. Yes. Um, that person is an undocumented sex worker, and they were actually set to speak at a panel. And literally, like, when they were ready to show up, the panel, like, put them out and said, um, well, we didn't realize you don't have papers, and we don't want to be accused of committing a crime, so you can't be here because you don't have papers. And that was how they got her, like, off this fucking panel to talk about their experiences in sex work. And it was, like, just, like, the grimiest fucking shit. We can't be in the room with you because you're a criminal because you're undocumented. Ugh. 
But yeah, but pro-women. Pro-women, though. Very concerned about marginalized women and exploited women. But we can't be in the same room with you because you're a criminal because you don't have papers. But, you know, they, they fucking care. But then those same people would turn around and be like, oh, we're voting for the Democrats because they support these undocumented workers. Or like, well, we vote for Democrats because they support abortion and women should have control over their bodies. Unless they've ever been engaged in sex work, in which case they don't actually know what rape is and we need to make choices for them. Yeah, there's really only one solve. <laughs> there's only one solve. And I'd like for this video to stay up on YouTube. Yes, I would like to think of it as self-defense, because remember, the Raphams already came out and said, once the war on patriarchy is won, sex workers need to be lined up and shot. Line them up against a wall and shoot them for being accomplices. Oh, yeah. And and you see how they're all, they're winning that war on patriarchy by uh, Joe Biden. The, by working with the Catholic Church. Working with the Catholic Church by pushing Joe Biden, mm-hmm. by revitalizing Barry Hussein, mm-hmm. uh, by dancing for Mayor Pete. Yes. Oh, that's... I never said those words out loud <laughs> like that before. Mm-hmm. What kind of bootlicker are you that you danced for Mayor Pete? And it was a terrible dance. It's a terrible dance if you dance. If you dance for a politician, like, fuck it. Like, you've actually graduated from bootlicker. I don't even know what you do. Like, you fucking, like, like, kneecap deep throater? I don't know what the fuck you're doing. All right. This this is some kind of tangent. Way off topic. Um, It is 12.03 a.m. Yes. And uh, so, winecellarmedia.com. If you like supporting us in Acceleration Year... Uh, patreon.com slash wine cellar media fund where you can sign up it is not a tiered system mm-hmm. and uh, paypal.me slash phoenix and william if you if you want to dip over what a tip soldier or whatever the fuck <clears throat> alright and um and yeah acceleration right like I will stay up late and exhaust myself doing these things and um and Chelsea Springlar could, Springler could not make it on the program has a um a uh, comrade, Fluffy Snuggles, their cat died. Um, 18-year-old cat, if I remember mm-hmm. right. I think I read the post. And um, and then also they have um, just things. Things are generally not going well. This is not the week for the Springler. Mm-hmm. All right. But uh, they plan to come back next week. And they're going to start during um, Talk Fury, the feminist uprising to resist inequality and exploitation. And, um, and Talk Fury will be once a week. And Wine Cellar Media is actually hiring them for what we can afford yes. to do the program. <laughs> but I did present what the uh, what the pay would be, and they were like, well, "Fucking shit, yeah." Okay. We're just like, and you know, I tend to forget. Yeah, we marginalized folks. We're like, look, I, I guess I would have popped up too. Like, you know what? <laughs> to say shit that I already think, unedited, unedited. Oh, I'm on. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah, so, and then um, what we don't know yet is, like, if I'm uh, paying uh, the Springler directly or paying to uh, Fury, but however, it's gonna, yeah, the wine, if you support the Wine Cellar Media, you are already supporting um, new voices coming in, and yes. it's dope, and also with that camera angle to get the Harley Quinn poster, you can probably see that we have um, fabric there on the table. Yes, and that, uh, and that fabric came in from a comrade. Can you yes. grab that box? Now, now we're just showing video. I can actually stop the audio recording. All right, podcast listeners. So yeah, on that um. 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.